Welcome to an all-new episode of SJHL Insider. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Jeremy Corrigan, Director of Media for the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. We have a great episode planned for you guys. A big week in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, especially with about five weeks left in the regular season. Lots of races taking place in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League standings. So we'll dive into that and the important games coming up this weekend. But we're also going to have a very special guest, which I'm very excited for today. SJHL official Ty Skeen, who has been uh, a mainstay in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League when it comes to officiating in the league. And he's also got the chance to officiate at a very high level, not only in the Western Hockey League, but at international events as well. So very much looking forward to our conversation with Ty. And of course, uh, this show would not be possible without our great sponsors that we have at the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel, SGU, Direct West Tourism, Saskatchewan, SGI, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Young's Equipments, and of course, we have to mention, because we get to interview a referee today, uh, all the officials in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League are sponsored by Federated Co-op as well, who are the official fuel sponsor of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, helping the officials get from point A to point B, because all the leagues in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League are in rural communities, so uh, travel is important. And uh, so was the fuel. So shout out to Federated Co-op for all the support they provide our officials in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And of course, we'll chat with Ty later on in the show. Bringing in our co-host Clark Monroe uh, to get started here for the show. Clark, how are we doing today? Doing well, Jeremy. How are you doing? We're doing good. Doing, We're doing well. Good. Getting ready for another big weekend in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. So I will let you queue up the first segment. All right. We do have... It's kind of a no days off moment in time right now in the schedule, so we have lots to get to. So let's get right to the hat trick. There it is. The hats, they're flying. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> we got to have a quick look back at the last few days in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And Jeremy, like I said, no days off. It is uh, go, go, go at this moment. Uh, games on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to look at. So let's get to it now uh, with Monday's game. Uh, I'll let you get to it. Yeah, it was weird having a Monday game. I'm not going to lie. Feels to you. odd. Yeah. It was very odd having a Monday game. Notre Dame with a 2 1 win over the Larange Ice Wolves. Uh, and then on Tuesday, Larange bouncing back with a 6 1 win over the Melville Millionaires. And Wednesday, the Flint Flon Bombers kicking off four games in five nights in Yorkton. A uh, greasy road win, 2 nothing victory over the Yorkton Terriers. Uh, but regardless, a big two points uh, for the Bombers. But I guess when you look back at those games, what stands out? Yeah, well, definitely LaRange. Obviously, they played two out of the three games. Losing the one, obviously, on the Monday. Big, long road trip for them. And then able to bounce back the next night on the fifth. Was it the fifth game, you said, right? Uh, against Melville. So... Um, a big uh, uh, a gut, gutsy effort, I guess, on that Tuesday night for LaRange uh, to get that bounce back win. And then last night, Commissioner Kyle and uh, Director of Marketing Jacob Faith were in the building uh, in Yorkton uh, and the Flynn Flon, you know, a tight one. Yorkton loves playing those teams tightly. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was another tight one. Flynn Flon does get the 2 nothing win, though. So, uh, you know, like I said, you know, no big days in terms of big amounts of games. But, you know, there's a game every night right now. It's exciting. It's You love to see it. Yeah, when you go back and you look at those games, Notre Dame, that's that was a much-needed two points for them on Monday. Of course, the Notre Dame Hounds right now, 
They're chasing down the Weyburn Red Wings for the eighth and final playoff spot. Six points back right now going into Thursday night's action. Both those teams play tonight, uh, Thursday night. Uh, but they also have two games in hand. So they're not going to play one of those games in hand tonight, per se. But um, they could definitely make up some ground uh, this evening. But then you mentioned uh, LaRange then bouncing back, finishing off their four-game and five-night road trip Tuesday. Four-game and five-night um, to get uh, To salvage a win. Because going into that game, they only had one out of a possible six points. And uh, they have played the most games in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. After that game uh, against the Millionaires, the Ice Wolves have 10 days off. They got lots of time off um, well because they've played so many games uh, so far this this season. And now they get to kind of play the waiting game because when you look at the standings, you know, you have teams uh, teams behind them. And we'll get we'll pull up the standings here shortly. But uh, teams behind them that uh, have about seven games in hand, which is pretty yeah. incredible to think about. And then for Flin Flon, I mean, on Wednesday or yesterday, I should say, um, they get sole possession of third place in the SJHL standings with that win. And it, it's pretty crazy com- considering where those two teams are at in the standings between Flin Flon and Yorkton. Their whole season series has been very close and very yeah. tight. And I mean, going into last night's game, uh, two and two between Yorkton and Flin Flon. So it was a, it was a tight game and a, and a good one for, uh, for the fans at the Westland arena. Yeah. Crazy to think about. And a nice goaltending performance too. Uh, 37 shots for Flin Flon that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a really nice performance by Caleb Allen, you know, reigning goaltender of the week in the SJHL Sastel goaltender of the week. Um, and you know, he's, we, we talk about him all the time about mm-hmm. how important he is to Yorkton. And mm-hmm. it seems like he loves stepping up in those big games. Cause mm-hmm. every time, uh, we, we say, you know, Yorkton's got a, they're in tight, they're in tough tonight. He always seems like he has a really good game and 35 saves uh, against Flin Flon. Also shout out to, uh, Baron Steeb, uh, Steib, who got his first SJHL goal as well. He was that uh, trade deadline pickup for Flin Flon. So shout out there. Uh, we get to move on to the second topic. Let's go on to the SJHL standings now as of February 9th, of course. Uh, and if you uh, have a look, there has been some movement in the last week or so. Uh, lots of games happening coming up here that will impact this greatly. So Jeremy, when you see the standings, what do you see? I see two big races. And I, I think they're, I mean, we talk about, we've been talking about these races for a while, but from two to five and then from six to nine, it yeah. is a fight. Oh. Um, I mean, you like, look at that two to five situation. It's LaRange, Flin Flon, Humboldt, Melfort. The big thing though is obviously LaRange and that game's played, Mark. 49. Yeah. They've only got seven games left in the regular season. Uh, and they're right now, they're two points up on the Flin Flon Bombers and Flin Flon has seven games in hand. They're going to play a bunch this week. Uh, Humboldt has eight games in hand. Yeah, wow. Uh, even Melford has five games in hand, and they're uh, they're eight points back of LaRange. Yeah. So when you look at that race, considering you know how important home ice advantage I think is going to be in the playoffs, especially this year with the parity, um, and you never know. Even with uh, even the Estevan Bruins, who are uh, currently in six, they could get right back in that race for home ice advantage in the playoffs, uh, especially when you look at their schedule, because with 11 games left in the regular season for the Bruins, they only play three, uh, three of their 11 games are above t- are against teams that are actually above them in the standings. The rest are against teams that are below them. Yeah. So they could make a late season sh- surge to potentially get home ice because they've oh, uh, obviously been very good uh, on home ice as well. And then of course the other, the flip side of it, is the race for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, Nipwin in seventh, Weyburn in eighth, 
Notre Dame in nine. And this is no uh, disrespect to Yorkton, Melville, or Kindersley. Um, it's just, and they're definitely not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. It's just going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot of things to happen, I think, for one of those things to uh, one of those teams to climb back up uh, in the standings. And and time's running out. Time's running out. And it, you know, it's you say it's going to take a lot, and it is, especially when you got a team like Weyburn who's as hot as they are. Right. Six zero and two in their last eight games. Six uh, two and two in their last ten. Mm-hmm. Um, now that obviously six two and two is worse than six zero and two, but that's just what they are. Uh, and you know, the other teams below them. Uh, when you look at you just look at the past ten games. I hate to say it, but they're not doing themselves any favors. You know, like three six one for for Notre Dame, two seven zero and one for Yorkton, one eight one and zero for Melville, right. and then three six zero and one for Kindersley. So, you know, this is crunch time. This is the time where the, each win is so important. Right. And when Weyburn is as hot as they are, and they've got another big weekend coming up mm-hmm. here, but is, when they are as hot as they are, it's going to be really tough. You know, they've really got to string some games together. Those four teams below them, if they want to even you know give themselves a really good shot at that last playoff spot so the good news for the notre dame hounds is obviously they picked up that win on on monday big against the orange ice wolves it was a big win and uh they have another three home games this week right tonight thursday night against Nipwin, friday night against the balford north stars but they played balfords well this year at at times they yep. played balfords well this year and then sunday they play the flint flan bombers at home and Flint Flon will be p- playing their fourth game in five days. So uh, they'll be looking to try and get some points, obviously, to try and climb up the standings. And at the same time, they're going to be hoping that the teams that are playing Weyburn, maybe they'll do them a favor. Yeah, maybe exactly. they'll do them a favor. But yeah. um, I think the race at the bottom of the standings is is really interesting. And, you know, we talked about Nipwin, too. Even Nipwin might climb up, maybe get up to Estevan, because mm-hmm. they're only four points back of Estevan uh, with two games in hand. They're going to play one of those games in hand Thursday night. And then the two teams are going to meet on Friday. Yeah. So, I mean, (laughs) when you look at the standings, um, I think there's a lot of really interesting matchups this weekend uh, that are drastically going to affect the standings. Right now, one team, and it's obvious, that has clinched a playoff spot, and that's the Balford North Stars mathematically. Check it out on the website, guys. I mean... They got the X. It's... um, I mean, I think they, I think they, I think they might have had it. For they a had while. clinched about a month ago. Yeah, but um, it's always fun to see the. X, we so. could see, we could see some other teams clinch this weekend. Yeah, if everything goes according to plan. Yeah, I did the math with the you magic. Got the number. magic numbers. With the magic numbers, I got. Yes, yeah, so we could hypothetically, you could see the Flynn Bombers clinch a playoff spot this weekend. There you go. Hypothetically, you could. If, if Humboldt won both of their games and Notre Dame lost all three of their games, Humboldt would clinch a playoff spot this weekend. We're getting that's to that point. That's it. That's it. We're getting to that point, though, and that's that's always so much fun. And, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, having worked with teams in the past, even though it's a small thing, like for Battlefords, for example, they've, mm-hmm. they clinched maybe a little while ago, but just to get that X by your name, yep. it's such a good feeling uh, for everybody involved. So yep. uh, maybe we'll see a couple more this weekend, like Jeremy said. We, we might. I think next week's more realistic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you never know. Yeah. And I'm just all I'm the only reason why I brought it out is that I'm saying it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Same as, same as, you know, any of those teams that aren't in a playoff spot right now making the playoffs. Right. It is possible. That's we'll it just see. gives you more to watch this weekend because there's exactly. it adds there's a lot of extra storylines. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get to the, of course, the schedule for this weekend coming up later uh, as we prep you for the upcoming few days. 
later on in the show. But let's get to our point number three now, uh, which, you know, we haven't done this for a while. It's been a minute, as they say. Uh, but we want to. Who's they? Um, the kids? <laughs> I don't know. It's is been a that what your kids say? Uh, I, they haven't gotten to that part yet. So oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, they. But uh, we've wanted to take a look at the defenseman's points standings, mm-hmm. the rankings, I should say, uh, across the SJHL. We we've done this several times throughout the year, mm-hmm. but we haven't updated it in a while. And there has been some movement, and uh, the points are getting up there now. So it's it's a lot more fun to look at. So let's mm-hmm. have a look now at the defenseman's points rankings, uh, and it's led, of course, Jeremy by all, nearly basically point per game defenseman up in Battleford's mm-hmm. Tynan Ewart, who is lighting up the player of the week conversations these last, I don't know, let's say a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what stands he, out to you on this one? He's won two out of three play, uh, S, uh, Super U defenseman of the weeks. Yep. And he was January's Super U defenseman of the month. Yep. Uh, he... There's a statement. Been, and he was really he was really good at the SJHL <laughs> MJHL showcase. Too. Yeah. Um, before, yeah, the one, th- the reason why I wanted to personally, I wanted to do defensemen, take a look at the defenseman scoring for the top ten rather than just the scoring top just ten. In general, yeah. um, the scoring top ten really hasn't changed that much, right? You know, it's it's the Battleford's number one line is still sitting in in the top. Then you have the the three uh, big names up in Flin Flon, right. and, and not too much has changed. Yeah, whereas I think when you look at the top ten for the defenseman scoring, that's where you have. A lot of great discussion. Um, and for me, the one thing that stands out that I really like to see, and I think teams in the SJHL and the product of the hockey, um, is it's great for the product of the hockey, is you're seeing so many teams represented yeah. and variety. Yeah. In the top 10, there are seven teams represented. And I think that's that that speaks highly to this league and the defensemen that are being produced in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Yeah, there's. I mean, how often? But when we were talking, let's just go back to our conversations about the showcase. Sure. Specifically, the showcase sure. and how all three teams. We were like, well, their blue line's really good. <laughs> all yeah. three teams. Yeah, hundred percent. Very strong, and uh, it just goes to show you again across the board. And there's even like, we say this every time we do this, but there's guys not in the top ten. Uh, Correct. That definitely deserve some some credit and shoutouts as well. And one name, Jeremy, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. Uh, that I just want to give a really big shout out. He's leading the league right now in points per game as a defenseman, at least in the top twenty. Liam McKinnis mm-hmm. from the Larange Ice Wolves mm-hmm. only played twenty one games. He's got twenty three points. And, yeah. He, you know, he's been a big part of of that little stretch run for Larange, especially since he came back. Yeah. Um, that has well, really solidified. Well, imagine if he was them. healthy. Exactly. If he was healthy. Yeah. He might be at the top. Of the, Could be right there with time right? and you were at the top. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, like just running through. I mean, you have Tynan and you were at the top. With 43 points, Xander Stewart and Reese Richmond tied for second with 36. Alexa Babic with 35 from Estevan. Kevin Minock from Melford, 32, along with um, Dallin Weagle from uh, Humboldt with 32 as well. Jared Sitch, 31 (laughs) points. Leighton Halinen with 28. And then you have a bunch of guys at 27. Like, dude. when you see the top 10 graphic, you can can only display so many for, for, you know, nine and ten because yep. there's how many guys? I think six, uh, five or six tied. Uh, yeah, five six. or six with uh, twenty-seven yeah. points. Hayden Tuba, Zane Florence, Jordan Gibbs, Karsten Cater, Noah Barlogi. I mean, the list goes on. The list goes on. 
there's so many. I mean, just looking at that top 20. Yeah. That top 20 in, in, in scoring when it comes to defensemen in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And for me, yeah, you, the, that that's a strength. That's a massive strength of the SJHL is look how good uh, the defensemen are coming out of this league and the numbers that they're producing. Yeah. It's great to see. And it's you're seeing like even like... I mean, we've we've talked a lot about Carson Cater uh, and how great he's been with the humble Broncos, As and a he 16 has. Year old. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be in in the talks for Rookie of the Year this year. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even quietly, Jordan Gibbs with Balfour North Stars, another rookie defenseman. Mm-hmm. He has six goals and twenty one assists. He has the same amount of points. Yep. As Carson Cater. Um, you know, you can go up and down that list. I think in the in one through twenty, in the scoring when it comes to defensemen and huge performances, you would love to have any of them on your team. Well, and that's that's another thing too is that you know not only does having this many good defensemen in the league is it good for each individual team, but right. in a way, in an indirect way, it's also great for the other the forwards on the other teams because we're getting great competition every night and it's mm-hmm. making all these players that much better as we get into the conversations of who's committing to universities. You know, right. te- teams are going to teams are going to take note of that. The competition across the league is so strong uh, that it just makes everybody better in the right. end. And uh, just one other guy I wanted to give a shout out to sure. Alexa Babich and Esteban van after the loss of alex blanchard leaving mm-hmm. the team um he's had to step it up and man yep. has he uh 35 points like you mentioned jeremy in 45 games and he's really taken a hold of that uh, blue line and become a really strong part of that team uh, he already was right uh, but you know he's got that extra bit on his shoulders now and, sure. and it's uh he's been performing yeah. amazing i'm, I'm well. gonna put you on the spot here oh great please do <laughs> this might get us in trouble I won't, Uh-oh. it won't get us in trouble um <laughs> If you had to pick three finalists for Defenseman of the Year right now, who would be your three? Well, Tynan Ewart has to be on there. And it's funny because, you know, he's only won three individual Player of the Week sure, Month awards. Sure, sure. We And we laughed because when he won his first one, we're like, really? <laughs> that was his first one? Yeah. Uh, we talk about him almost every week in the conversations. Right. Um, I would say that Jared Sitch has, has to be in that conversation. And I know Jamie Nugabauer is just grinning ear to ear at the moment with that <laughs> in mind. Uh, but he's such a huge sure. player on Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, almost a point per game. Mm-hmm. He leads the league in goals at this point as, the, as a defenseman. Okay. Um, so I'd probably consider him. Okay. And then it's conversation of... Do you put Babbage in there? Kevin Minock is probably in the conversation for that third spot with how many awards he's won sure. throughout the year. But then, like, how do you overlook Xander Stewart and Reese Richmond, right? Like, and then there's That's more, but, but those are the those are the ones. So uh, if I had to pick three, I'm going to yeah, go Ewart, I'm, I'm going to go Sitch, and I'm going to go, I'm going to go Alexa Babbage. Okay. I mean, Sorry there's, there's no wrong answer. That's what there's, I mean. That's the, that's that's the thing. There's no wrong answer to this. No, there's no wrong answer because the argument I'm essentially the argument I'm trying to make is I think you look at the top 20 uh, for scoring among defensemen and you can make an argument for about a lot of these, almost all these guys to be in the, as a finalist. Yeah. Yeah. For, for defenseman I, of the year. That's why it's so hard. 
That's a hard question. That's, a, that's why I asked it's it. The only reason I ask the hard hitting questions th- on this program. There's a couple reasons. I mean, Xander Stewart's probably right there as well. I mm-hmm. will say that. And I, I have a hard time leaving him out of that top three. The only reason I didn't put a guy like Minock in that conversation mm-hmm. is just because Melfort's blue line is so good. Everybody on that list is so good. And that's a fair point. And not that the other teams aren't, but, right. um, you know, I think Minock is supporting. He doesn't have as much weight on his shoulders sure. as a Babbage, for example. I think Babbage now that Blanchard's so, gone. Yeah, I was going to you know say, I mean? so my hypothetical question. Now we're really dig- digging deep oh, into it. So if, if Blanchard was still with the Bruins, do you think Babbage would be in your final three? Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe it'd be Blanchard. You know what? But it that's may a be conversation. Blanchard. That's a good point. That's a question uh, for another. Yeah. 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 But anyways, fun conversation. So you said. A lot of good answers. Yeah. So. My, Let's my get them on record again. Okay, say my the, three. Say your three again. Now I'm going to get like blasted for this. No, because I'll I'll say my three okay. again. Mine are Ewart. And I know my three will be different. You all all three? Well, let's hear your three. Okay, mine are Ewart. Yeah. Sitch and Babbage. Oh, okay. No, so uh, yeah. I'll, Close no. to yours. I well Ewart. Yeah. Yeah. Ewart has to be. He has to be. He, and 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 I make the conversation earlier about Melfort's blue line being good, and there might be that argument. Well, Battleford's deep is so deep but he's led but but he, he has been such a driver on that team so i think that's a big part of it i think for me i think you have to have ewart i think you absolutely have to have stewart yeah i mean i yeah. no i don't think it, i i don't know if it's i don't think it's negotiable that's fair for me it's not i don't disagree with you well, technically, I technically you do did disagree with you. you. Didn't include him in your list. <laughs> technically, um, yes. No, I, I think you can't. I, I don't think it's negotiable. Just because of, um, you look at how I look at the value of the player to their team. Definitely. And for me, and that this is nothing against Nipwin's blue line or anything like that, but some of these other teams like Balford, Melford, Humboldt, yep, they have some they have some bigger names and more you know experienced yep. guys on the back end. And well, just look at the showcase roster. Exactly. So Xander Stewart's been there the whole year, yeah, and he's he's had to play a lot and playing a lot in different roles. So Huge I think role. he, he, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying he wins the defenseman no. of the year award, but I I think he has to be a finalist. I like that. Um. The third one, yeah, the third one. Somebody gets Andrew Stewart a dang scholarship, by the way. I, I would. It's happening. Let's go. Um, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of scholarships coming out of the showcase. It's coming. I'll leave it at that. Um, who's your third? You said Sitch. I said Sitch. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say Sitch. Just I had to give a little bit of Jamie Nugabauer spirit. Uh, right in this in this, this yeah. conversation. <laughs> well, we can't both do that. No, 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 no. So, sorry, I would be upset if you did. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'll say I'll say Minock. Okay, I'll say Minock because of how many. I think part of it you have to think about is how many awards he's won this year too. Definitely for Player of the Weeks, he was yeah. a, he was a Defenseman of the Month. Um, I think that plays. I think that will play a bit of a factor too. He had a stretch there that would put him in the top one conversation. Mm-hmm. That that was how good that stretch yep. of time was for him. So I can't argue with that either. That's a really good, really good choice. And he's so what is he second in the league in goals by defenseman now? So uh, uh, I think second, second. Yeah. yeah, you are correct. That Alex Blanchard throws everything off. You are, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's still in the it's it's still in there. Yeah. But Shout um, out to Alex I mean, Blanchard. I mean, regardless, it's such. A I great mean, regardless, it's a great question. Yeah. So. Uh, we should know. just like put that tweet out and just yeah, watch the SJHL fans just go wild. I would, conversation. yeah. Uh, who would be the finalists? The three, fi- your three finalists for defenseman of the year. I would argue too. And maybe we'll do this the next week. You know what? We're Let's doing do this left next defenseman week. and right defenseman. Cause that, <laughs> what I was going to say is we could do this. You could argue, you can make the same argument for rookie of the year. 
Yes. But that's for next week's show. We could do next week's show. That's next week's next show. Week's we can show. do. Uh, and then we, we got can, the goalie conversation. We can dive. <laughs> and then but no, the- I'm talking about the great debate. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I think when you look at MVP, forward, forward of the year, goalie of the year, I think you can narrow those ones down to like a handful. Yeah. I think defenseman of the year and rookie of the year are going to be the ones that are going to be the biggest debates. Definitely. Because I think there's so much more to choose from. Variety, you know, there's there's a lot in there. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's a lot of variety I love it. when it comes to those two. So we'll do rookies next week. All right. Because rookies again, like you said, there's there's a lot to choose from. Yeah. Uh we we went a little long on that conversation, well, that topic. But that's you, okay. How do you not? <laughs> that's why yeah we provided uh we pro- provided a little extra time on that one uh for the conversation but clark it's now time to head to the video chat line Let's where we're it. joined by our very special guest and that's shl official ty skeen and of course our referees in the saskatchewan junior hockey league are proudly sponsored by federated co-op ty thank you so much for joining us today we really appreciate it how's it going Hey guys, thanks for having me on. It's going good today. Were you in class today? Is that what I is that what I heard? Yeah, I had class this morning till about one o'clock. Oh my gosh, what are you in school for? I'm in my fifth year of civil engineering at the U of S, so I will be done this spring. So not only is he a great ref in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, but a busy student as well. Wow, that's impressive, Ty. So I'm going to start with, I'll start with an, a background story because I, I kind of, I always like to ask refs this question, but how did you get into officiating? Because obviously as Canadians and hockey players and people who love hockey, they want to be the player, usually not dreaming of being the ref. So how did you get into officiating? I'd love to hear this story. Well, it, I started off when I was younger. Um, my goal, like every Canadian kid, was to play as high as I could. Um, and that just wasn't working out for me. I wasn't the best skater as a kid. So my parents decided to have me start officiating just to get on the ice a little bit more. Um, so I started officiating when I was probably eight, nine years old. We, uh, I grew up just outside Prince Albert. So lots of minor hockey in and around PA. Uh, so just kind of officiated through. It wasn't really a calling for me at that time. It was just to get onto the ice a bit more. Um, And then I advanced and got older and realized that my playing career wasn't going anywhere. Um, I had the opportunity to start doing some higher levels of hockey, some U15, AA, U18, AAA. Um, And once I started getting into those leagues, I really enjoyed it more and more and um, had tons of good mentors along the way who kind of pushed me and kind of motivated me to keep with it. And that's kind of where I got started. We, uh, you know, I played all the way through until uh, the end of minor and then moved to the city for school and growing up, you know, we were, we're actually a rodeo family. My family's really involved in rodeo in the summer. So we were kind of split in the summer, we'd rodeo. And then in the winter, it was straight to the rinks for hockey. So what's tougher being involved in rodeo or being on the ice officiating an SJHL game? <laughs> uh, mental aspects about the same, but uh, it depends <laughs> yeah, the physicality of rodeo beat me up a little bit worse. Yeah. Fair enough. I had to ask that question. All right. So you, you mentioned it. You know, you've refed minor hockey, SJHL, WHL. You've you climbed the ladder. Maybe just speak to how the journey of climbing the ranks has been, and and what it's been like to kind of you know ref a couple of years at one level, and then and then move up, and how that process has been like for you. 
Um, it's been, you know, looking, it, it feels like it's been a long process, but when I actually look at the times, it's happened really, really quickly. Um, so like I said, I started out U18 AAA, um, Lions did not league for quite a few years and then got the opportunity to ref and you ref in there for a little bit. And in the province, we've got a lot of officiating coaches who are watching over, I'd say 50% of our games. Um, and they then put in for feedback. And so, you know, you start out with a minor and those 8 a.m. tournament games on the weekend <laughs> at a cold community club in PA, like you're just dreading it, but you, you get through it. And then the next thing you know, you're doing U15 AA and you're reffing some of your buddies that you go to school with. Um, and then you, you move up to U18 AAA. I lines for a few years, got the opportunity to ref, and then up to junior A. Uh, I lines in the SJHL for for a year and then got the opportunity to ref into my second year and I kind of refed in lines that second year um, and then after that I think Brad Howard our director of officiating said you're, you're no good as a linesman we're just gonna have you ref full-time now and then just continually um, got, got the opportunity to start officiating in the Western Hockey League uh, do some U sports CIS as well so that's kind of it, it seems like it happened so long um, but I've been in the SJHL for five years this is my fifth year um, I've been in the Western Hockey League for three years, if you include the bubble season in Regina. So it happens really, really quickly um, when, when you actually look back to look at the timeline. Yeah, no doubt about it. When you're in the moment, it doesn't. It feels like it's going, you know, very long. But yeah. when you look back on it, for sure, yeah, it's definitely going to be. Uh, it, it hasn't been that long of a process. So another thing I wanted to bring up too is in November, and you're wearing your Hockey Canada shirt, but you got to ref at the U17s uh, in Langley. What was that experience like? It that was an unbelievable experience. Um, so just being like a small time SAS kid, I yeah. I'd never been to the Lower Mainland in BC, so that was a really cool opportunity for me. Um, I don't. If you would have asked me at this time last year that that tournament wasn't kind of on my radar, I had the opportunity this summer to go to Hockey Canada's national uh, OPOE, so their officiating program of excellence camp in Calgary for a week, where we uh, we ref the Team Canada's kind of tryout selection camp, and then from there they kind of said this is a this is a tryout for you guys as well for U17s next year in Langley. Um, so then it really kind of got onto my radar and this fall when I received a letter that I had been a selected as a referee, uh, it, it was just a great experience and being out there for, I think it was 10 days with guys from all across Canada. Um, it was just a great opportunity and to see then some European teams and the American teams, like it's the, the level of hockey that we, I was able to officiate out there was, it was second to none and it was just an awesome opportunity to both represent the SJHL and Hockey Saskatchewan mm -hmm. and Hockey Canada at the event as well. Now, now that you have international experience, and I mean, we've talked about uh, your progression in when it comes to leagues in Saskatchewan, when it comes to officiating, do you have some more goals that you kind of want to achieve in the next couple of years? Yeah, my my next goal would be to uh, license to, to work IHF events. You have to be licensed through them through Hockey Canada. Um, so that that's my next goal is to be licensed to work IHF events, get into some world U18s, world juniors, hopefully one day down the road, something like that. For sure. Another question I really wanted to ask you too, because there's always been talk, especially over the course of the last five, 10 years, how the game of hockey has changed. It's a lot faster, more skilled, but how has it changed from a ref's perspective when it comes to officiating a game? 
Oh, that, that's actually a great question. Um, it's just with the speed, things are, we've, we've now switched over to the four official system. So right. I, I think with people realizing that the game is getting that much faster, we needed just another set of I, um, eyes on the ice. Mm-hmm. And then just the, the physicality has gone down a little bit to what it used to be. But in the SJHL, I'd say it is one of the most physical leagues in, uh, in Canada. So it's just, it, it's that fine line between penalty standard wise you want to take what what's there but you don't want to overcall a game um so it's it's just finding that balancing act and with the speed like it all it happens so quickly and the sjhl is a very very fast league so just being mentally prepared um every time you step on the ice for sure final question for you ty and once again we really appreciate you uh taking some time to join us today but i want to i want to get your opinion if if there was some kids that were looking to potentially get involved in officiating or get started, what advice would you have for them? And what would they have to do to potentially start getting in the process of officiating? Uh, Advice to them, just kind of like I touched on before, it it seems like it's a long drawn out process, but when you actually step back and look, it happens so quick. So just stick with it. It might be you're, you're working a U9, U11 tournament and you're at the rink for 12 hours. Um, and you're just hating your life. But next thing you know, you could be driving up to Flin Flon to work an SJHL game or to Malfort and working with some of the guys and gals that, you know, you look up to and I looked up to. And that, that was really a realization point for me um, when I got into the league was I, I was working with some of my role models who I'd watched officiate for years and had heard stories from. And just to kind of, if you're looking to get into it, Hockey Saskatchewan does a great job of developing officials and they or countless hours and dollars into our officiating program. So there's events like Sask First that we have in November um, that just gets you the exposure if, you, if you're working minor hockey right now to get into those next uh, next leagues to move up with. Well, Ty, thank you so much again for taking some time to join us today. We really appreciate it. And I mean, congratulations on all the success you've had so far in your officiating career. And again, from everyone at the SJHL, thanks so much for officiating these games because without referees, the games would not be possible. So thank you so much and uh, best of luck the rest of the season. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. That is Ty Skeen, official in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Great chat with Ty. That was the first time I've ever talked to Ty. Great interview. Uh, I think we need to make a a segment with this guy. Yeah. (laughs) I think we need uh, two minutes in the box with Ty or something like that. I like that. That's good. I think think we just created something. Uh, Yes. Let's go. Yes. And I mean, just to build off, uh, I'll pump Ty's tires a little bit more here too. Yeah. To be able to accomplish what he's accomplished in officiating and at such a young age too. It's even more impressive. And in engineering. Oh, my Hello? gosh. <laughs> Excuse you, me? Yes. I had a hard enough time in kinesiology, let alone engineering. Yeah. Wow. And balancing all that while going to school. Unreal. Very impressive. Very well impressive. And Hand uh, clap. great interview uh, by Ty. And yeah. I'm sure Ty will probably, I'm going to guess, I don't know the officiating schedule. I'm sure he'll be part of the busy SJHL schedule uh, this weekend. There's a lot of games. He could <laughs> there be is a involved. lot of games. Yeah. So let's, uh, before we go, let's run through them. Uh, big two tonight. Flynn Flon visits Weyburn. Crescent Point plays 7 o'clock. Bam. And then the Nippon Hawks 
and are in Wilcox to take on the Notre Dame Hounds. Eight o'clock puck drop. I mean, we talked about the team seven, eight, nine. Guess what? They're all in action. Going to be a couple of great games. And then Friday, we double it up. Four games on the schedule. Nipwin at Estevan. Estevan returns to action after two weeks off. Yep. Battle of the black it's, and golds. It's been a while. <laughs> It's been, been a while. while. There we go. I had the <laughs> nice wrong one. I had the wrong tune. You had I, it's I did that. been. It's been a while. And then and yeah, then, yeah. There we you go. Defaulted to the wrong song. Yes, I did. <laughs> I think yeah. it's default says it's been it, a while. I, right? I just want to point out when Ty said it's been, mm-hmm. it took a lot of strength to not Ty say it right. <laughs> no, no. It, it's, it took a lot of strength for me not to be. Oh. It's been. I thought you were going to stop him like you did that one time with me. <laughs> say it right. Well, again, first time I first time That's I was fair. talking with Ty, you know, I would never do that. No. Now, next time, next time. you're he's off. Been, he's you're, been warned. He's been warned. And I know he watches the show. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know what? Stained saying it's been a while, not default. I made the default. No, I know. I, I, that's why I was confused. They did I, not sing that. That's Anyways, a stain on my resume. This is, this is, this is a hockey show, not sorry. a music oh, show. Sorry. Uh, but you're right. Um, <laughs> Where was I? Melford uh, at Yorkton. Yorkton. There we go. <laughs> Melford at Yorkton. Those two teams play a home and home this weekend. That'll be fun. Oh. Uh, Humboldt and Kindersley also play a home and home this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then the Battleford's North Stars will play their lone game of the week uh, Friday in Wilcox against the Hounds. Then Saturday, another four games on the schedule. Flynn Flon at Estevan. Oh, that boy. should be fun. Uh, Nip win at Weyburn. Oh, that boy. should also be fun. Kindersley and Humboldt uh, play the second half of their home and home. Yorkton and Melford play the second half of their home and home. And then on Super Bowl Sunday. Hashtag no days off. Yeah, hashtag no days off. Um, <laughs> Sunday, Flynn Flon will wrap up four games and five nights in Wilcox against the Notre Dame Hounds, 7 o'clock. So if my math is correct... That's 11 games in the next four days. Well done. Going to be a great couple days of hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the next four days, Clark, what is your game of the... Well, I want to say game of the weekend, but yeah. if you include Thursday, it's not really game of the weekend. So this what's is, your game of the next four days? This is just about as hard as the defenseman of the of the year conversation from sure. earlier. Uh, well, you, it, <laughs> I'm going to give you a hard time here. <laughs> You could just do what you did for the defenseman say of the a week, bunch of them. and you could just <laughs> pick one and then give like four honorable four. mentions. <laughs> sure. You know what I will do? I won't pick one game. <laughs> I'll pick one team. I'm going to be watching Nippowin. There you go. I'm going to say Nippowin's weekend is is my my focus point only because every game that they play sure. has big big implications for like the whole standings almost mm-hmm. uh obviously their game tonight against notre dame yeah that's a, that's a battle you know notre dame needs the win for if they want to have a spot at or a shot at the eighth spot nippowin wants to keep moving up the well standings. and that's the crazy thing with nippowin tonight thursday um if they win that game against the notre dame hounds all of a sudden they're two points back of estevan right they win that game on friday <laughs> right they're in sixth. Exactly. Well, they have sixth place because yeah. they'd be tied. But and I do believe hand, Nipwin right? has the tiebreaker, though, too, because of the season series. E- okay, season series. I, I could be wrong. Games in hand, too, at the moment, I think. Actually, will I think the be... season series might be tied, but I'm not sure. But we can look into that. Um, and then I think. But they'll, they'll be, regardless, they'll they would be tied with Estevan. It's, yeah, that that's leads exactly. So Friday, so, obviously, they play Estevan, right? So that's, that's that battle mm-hmm. uh, for that spot in the standings. And then on Saturday, uh, that's the battle that we've been looking at now remember, for weeks. Yeah, remember against Weyburn. I don't know if you remember this because it 
it feels like an eternity ago yep. the beginning of the season but do you remember Nipwin and Estevan played like four games right. in the span of a in the span of like three and a half weeks? Yeah, and, like and now they're playing their final game of the regular uh, yeah. final game of their season series against each other. That's a great point. I forgot about because that. there was the two games in Nipwin right at the beginning of the yeah, season, like back to back. Then they played at the showcase, and then they played a game in Estevan. Right. Yes, that was crazy. Yeah, I remember that now. So that was wondering because i think the season, yeah so the season yeah. series is 2-2 yeah so there you go there but you go. I, i'm watching nipwin and no no disregard to the other games uh because so nipwin like you team. said there's more but i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna try to pick an answer on this one well and say yeah. just nipwin in general that's fair uh I, I, every game and then i'll say so then i'll say flim flon exactly because they're the other one they're pretty much doing the same thing yeah they're playing four games in five nights great start to the road trip last night with a two nothing win over uh the yorkton terriers but wayburn tonight mm-hmm. um saturday in estevan after a day off friday and then sunday in notre dame and they wilcox could, against they notre could dame be like you said earlier that next team to get an x by their name on the standings they sure can and the other spot. thing too is think about like this they win two out of three of those games uh, they're go- they're, they'll be guaranteed to finish the weekend in second place. Dang. In the SJHL standings going into next week. Yep. Now, Always teams, important. Humboldt will have, I think, I do believe my math's correct, uh, two, two games and two games in hand on, then on Flin Flon and, and yada, 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 games in hand. Yep. Um, but regardless, if they can win two out of three games, uh, remaining on the road trip, Flynn Flon sitting in, sitting in second place going into going into next week. Three three up three points uh, on the on the weekend too. Even if they just sure. push a game to overtime, right? Like yes, um, they could even get over there. So a big opportunity for them. Yeah, those I think those are the two teams. I think you really have to keep an eye on this weekend. Um, is is Nipwin and Flynn Flon just because it's usually those teams that go through that southern road trip because playing three games in three nights is always or vice versa if it's a, a southern team going up north. Yeah. But both uh, are hard uh, yeah. to a degree of difficulty. With that being said, um, wherever you are in the province, there's going to be a lot of good games mm-hmm. uh, to get to Tons. in the SJ. And uh, like every game matters so much right now because mm-hmm. like you said earlier too, the magic numbers for each of these teams are mm-hmm. getting smaller and smaller and every point matters so much. Even mm-hmm. even when we get into the conversations at the bottom of the standings. Right those teams still aren't out of it yet <laughs> so like they, they every game is so important correct next week we'll dive into the magic numbers a bit more because they'll be i don't want to say they'll be close like closer to connecting but i think we'll have a better eye of yeah i think more stuff can potentially happen because again like like i said earlier i think what we're five five weeks away from the regular season coming to an end yeah so it seems like just once yesterday. we kind of hit that one month mark it's like yeah it seems like just yesterday it was too early to look at the playoff matchups and now like every Never. day Never. matters. <laughs> I had so a good. friend of the show. Ooh. He's a big fan when I say friend of the show. Yeah. Friend of the show, Matt Barrett texted me Hi, this Matt. morning and uh, he asked me, we were talking about the standings and everything like that. And we kind of gave, I gave my prediction for the final eight the and the final. matchups. And um, he had suggested, and maybe we'll probably maybe we can do this on SJHL weekly and and we'll get your opinion then on insider mm-hmm. is our dream final eight that's realistic this year and what those matchups would look oh, like yeah, we're doing that next week for sure because <laughs> there's a lot of fun matchups that yeah. could take place in the first round of the playoffs speaking of um, him right now it's the battle of the horses in round one Humboldt versus games Melford. in hand but yes as of right now as it sits hey what I would ga- you horses. know what I would guarantee with that matchup though a horse will win a team named after a horse would win 
Put money on it. Put money on it. Um, Regardless, like I said earlier, there's a lot of good games this weekend in the SJHL, so uh, be sure to get out to your local rink. Now, if you're looking for a a mode of transportation to potentially get to your local rink, uh, good news... The SJHL raffle is currently underway, uh, partnered with Polaris. You could win a brand new side-by-side, wow. courtesy of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, Clark. Yep. Uh, now, here's the thing. Unfortunately, you wouldn't have it for, for this weekend to obviously drive around. You know, the that's, draw, that's one the deadline to purchase tickets is April 23rd. Got a couple of months, but why wait? There's only 5,000 tickets available. Can't wait. Get on it. Hey, you need a Valentine's Day gift? It's coming up. No, I'm asking you. Do you need a Valentine's Day I've gift? I've handled mine with shhoraffle.ca. Perfect. Me too. Um, so you could be like us and be set for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, birthday coming up. Um, you can buy some tickets, hide them in Easter eggs for Easter. Easter. I think family day is coming up. Just like, oh, yeah, hey, fam- family, family. Love you. Yeah. Hey. Love you, family. Here's, here's a family day present. Yeah. Family Everyone days. Family day present. Family right? days in like 10 days. Yeah. There you go. Gift for family day. Purchase your tickets. SJHLRaffle.ca. One for 25, three for 60, 10 for 100. Uh, know your limit. Play with li- in it. I don't think that's the slogan. I just wanted to say it. Definitely don't play within it. Go get a lot of tickets. Okay. A lot of tickets. <laughs> <laughs> No, don't listen. <laughs> SJHO Rafa, that's you. Uh, don't listen to Clark on that one. <laughs> um, anyways, the deadline's April 23rd. The draw date is April 27th, live on SJHL Insider. Live. From the Polaris dealership. Live. In Regina. Live. And it's going to be right. I think we talked about this. This will be right during the SJHL final too. So like could, the tail end. Yeah. So it could be very busy. It could yeah. be a very busy week. Um, but anyways, purchase your tickets, learn more information. SJHLraffle.ca. Purchase your tickets now. Get them. Uh, also, before we go, big shout out to our sponsors. Once again, Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Cantera Seats, RBC, SaskTel, SGU, Direct West Tourism, Saskatchewan, SGI, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, and Young's Equipment, as well as Federated Co-op. The official, the official fuel provider of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League officials. Yeah, the official... Yes, I know. I said officials. officials twice, but that's the it's, it's the, official. The title, um, and also uh, the official sponsor of the referees in the SJHL. One more thing. Uh, speaking of our great sponsors, mm-hmm. shout out to the Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association Ooh, for yes. their recent video shoot in Weyburn coming out soon. You'll see it soon. Yes, yes, yes. Um, very exciting. Very cool what they did, uh, and I can't wait to see the final product. Uh, I heard the inklings of the story behind the commercial. Mm-hmm. Very funny. Yeah. Very funny. I know the creators behind it and the, some of the players involved, and I think it's going to be a great time. The only thing I was a little upset about, didn't get an invite to be in the commercial. Well. I I have been in two movies. Why did I not? They need they need to bring out the big dogs. What movies were you in? I'm not telling you. <laughs> no, I ha- I will tell you. You were from BC. There is a lot of production in BC. I've told so. you before, though. I'm, I have told I have told Clark before what movies I'm, I'm sure that it'll uh, quickly jog. I'm not making this up. I'm not saying you're making He's, it up. He doesn't believe me, folks. Um, anyways, <laughs> I was a little upset. I didn't get an invite, but that, I digress. Your your vast movie experience would have been. Hey, what? One I'm, of them was I'm a Disney a movie. Okay. I'm giving you a compliment. Anyways. <laughs> um, 
Where was I going to go with this? 11 uh, games. Think, yeah, yeah. yeah, there we go. 11 <laughs> games left. Or 11 games left this week, I guess I should say. <laughs> yeah. 11 games left in the season. Hashtag no, no days off. 11 <laughs> games this uh, weekend, including today, Thursday, two games tonight. Uh, be sure to get out to your local rink. Check out all the action. The games are heating up. The games are great. Go to your rink. Watch them. Uh, if you can't make it out to the rink, though, or maybe, hey, you know what? Maybe your team's got an off day. And you're like, you know what? I just can't get enough of the SJHL. Who needs the Super Bowl? Who who needs the Super Bowl when I could watch the Flin Flon Bombers take on the Notre Dame house? That's what I'm going to be doing. You can watch the games on hockey TV. Uh, get your subscription now ahead of the playoffs. $29.99 a month. Steal. Uh, yes. Great, great value. Great prices. Great times. Great time. Uh, you can watch all the games on hockey TV. And if you miss all those... Be sure to follow us on all of our social medias. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are climbing. We're soaring the YouTube channel. Uh, be sure to uh, do all that. And if you can't, like I said, if you can't watch the games, can't make it out to the games, we got you covered. We got the highlights. We got highlights coming uh, coming your way. So, uh, Clark, final thoughts before we go? Just oh man, great weekend coming up. Sure. So many storylines. Can't wait to get on it. I'll be tuning in each and every night because like i said hashtag no days off it's games every night you got something to do your nights are all booked up there's nothing you don't have to worry about it it's true you got your line everything's lined up yep you're not wrong it's jam-packed jam let's go uh regardless whatever game you go to it's gonna be a great weekend so um thanks so much for tuning in we always appreciate it shout out again to our sponsors shout out to all of you the fans and most importantly 11 games in the sjhl the next four days. Enjoy the games, everyone.